All right. You sounding good? I think so. Are yeah. You get into it? First, first time with uh, first time getting like this uh, professional of a production here. All right. Oh yeah. We're pretty pro over here. Yeah, bro. Sit back. Enjoy yourself. Welcome to the Ted Jones World Podcast. Kevin, how you doing, buddy? I'm good, man. I'm good. It's getting cold as shit today. Dude, but. it's a joke. You know what? But I'm, I'm honestly blessed that the heat is working today. We had a couple days where it was just insanely brick. I had to wear like two pairs of sweatpants, yeah. two shirts, two sweatshirts. But now, look, I got the window open to the trash chute area. Oh. And it's just like the perfect amount of breeze. I could smoke a little nugget in here and then air it out. Nice, and Did nice. You, you, hint, you smell the hint of weed in here a little bit? A little bit. Damn. Not, it's, not, right. it's not too bad, though. Because okay. <laughs> like usually I'll go like three hours before the podcast and not smoke. Yeah. So like this is one of those times. So I figured right. I would have aired out by now. But yeah, yeah. Smelling it a little bit. Sure, not not too bad. It's, okay, it's good. fine. It's yeah, like yeah, yeah. a typical bro apartment it, where there's it's a like, little stench. It's like not like you smoked. It's like there is weed, maybe in the apartment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, like you left it I'm out. Happy you're not a cop. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I left it out last night. Right. So what's right. up, Kevin? Good to see you, bro. Yeah, you you too, and I man. have you and I have not spoken that much, but um, you hang out with cool dudes. So I imagine <laughs> you're a cool dude yourself, bro. Well, um, I I just like that. Uh, the last time we were together, well. We've seen each other around a little bit, but the last time we were really together was uh, that show at uh, Sesh Comedy where my ex-girlfriend was in the crowd. Oh, and then you post, no And then you way. posted that clip. <laughs> she of, was in uh, the front row? Yeah, yeah. She was the one who, who uh, fuck, what, what did she do? She, uh, she was eating tuna. At uh, Panera Bread. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That uh, did you, pretty well for us. That yeah, was funny. Yeah. That's hilarious, dude. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so uh, Kevin, for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, I'll, I'll pop up the clip right here so you guys know what we're talking about. Sure. Does anybody in here ever have that tuna fish sandwich, though, from Panera Bread? Anyone? Guilty pleasure? Everybody has that tuna fish phase. Raise a little roof. You? Do you like spicy tuna rolls, though? Are you like actual tuna sandwiches? Really? Okay, nice. So what do you think like tuna is really made of? Do you have like any idea? Yeah. There is no tuna DNA in the Subway or Panera Bread tuna fish sandwiches. You heard this? And you still don't care? Savage! Let's go! It's fresh. Amazing. Cool. That's fresh. Cool. Wait, these girls are cute. Kevin, they they with you, bro, or are they single? Or what? What's up? Hello! As I said, everybody does go through that tuna fish phase, man. Right. Everybody has a year or two or three where they just enjoy the tuna on an extreme level. Yeah, I'm not I'm not big into into tuna you like ne- that. You never got into it? Especially I j- I wouldn't do it at Panera Bread. I don't know. Right, 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 right. Yeah. I feel like there was a time though where people were just like, okay, we can eat whatever from wherever. Especially like that subway phase when Jared right. Fogel was like a big face in there. Yeah. You get that tuna sub. Sure, you would ignore turkey. that like the meat was all like met- metallic looking. Yeah, dude. On the like, stop. I, yeah. I, I mean, there were years like so I played college tennis and like that yeah. was our go to lunch anytime we were on the road, like day trips. We would nice. just we would go to a subway sometimes like twice a day during a trip like for lunch right. and then we get a, a big sub like, yeah. for uh for dinner just because it was so cheap where'd you play i played at yukon oh nice all right so you're you're like a real you're a real athlete it's funny that people say that all the time so <laughs> the thing was with yukon tennis it was like it had such a good reputation just because of the men and the women team for basketball and then like soccer baseball we were always like a top three team in the country so right. like me going to play tennis at yukon i kind of had other offers, but I just wanted to go to the place with the most uh, notoriety sports-wise. So, like, our tennis team, the only reason uh, we were really even there is because we kept the athletic GPA okay. higher right. than some of the other teams. So, as soon as COVID hit, uh, that the team 
uh, got shut down. Oh, there's no program. Yeah, anymore. but that was like a few years after I left. Okay, all right. So how, I played for two and a half years. How were you? How were you guys? Like you, we were probably you can consider us probably around like fifty or sixty in the country. Okay, so right. never really ever approaching the top twenty five, and it's gotcha. so different than other sports like football, where you know you can like grind it out and like right. beat the tough team. But like in tennis, it's just like four out of the six uh, singles They're teams better, have to yeah. win. Yeah, it's just like. You can't hit 10 forehands in a row better right, than a guy who's right. going to hit, you know, whatever it is. Sure, sure. Yeah. No, I, I played college golf, so, so oh, dude, somewhat, wow. somewhat similar, but at, not not at UConn. But, I dude, that at, was the same yeah. situation at UConn, though. Like, the golf team kept the grades up of the athletic program, right. so I think they actually did get cut. Yeah. Well. So where'd you play uh, golf? Uh, Franklin and Marshall. It's wow. Okay, in Pennsylvania. School. Yeah, yeah. Over, yeah. Over by the Amish there. Sure, yeah. dude. I had a uh, period of time probably, like, sophomore and junior year where I just got super obsessed with colleges. Like I would know right. every college I had like that big college book. I would yeah. go online, check the rankings <laughs> all the time, but they had a good, um, they had a good baseball team too, right? You guys are okay. solid baseball for D3. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, we were, we were pretty solid for D3. We were like top, not that, nobody gives a shit about what we're talking about right now, but um, <laughs> we were, we were like top 12 at a certain time. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know, I don't know. So did you grow up in Pennsylvania? No, no, no. Grew up in Brooklyn. Yeah, oh, okay. Born, born and raised here. Um, Where'd you go to high school? Uh, Poly Prep. Oh, no way, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so like Famous for, for kid touching. Yeah. Oh, there. really? They had like oh, a yeah, Penn State, ex like exact same as like Penn State type Did you go scandal. to the high school at the same time? No, no. It happened, it happened, I think, in like the 80s, 90s, and they covered it up for like 20 years. And then while I was there was when they were getting like fucked in court for it. It like all like came out. Did this put a bad reputation on the school recently? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> bro, I swear I have not heard that the name of that school in years. And I right. do know a lot of kids because it was in Brooklyn. Yeah. And yeah. it was one of really the only schools in the New York City area besides like Riverdale right, and right. Fieldson that had a football team. Yeah. Just because you guys had like a huge campus. Yeah. yeah. So uh, talk a little bit about your high school oh, experience. Man. And then you well, go to middle school there too? I did, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, through, go ahead, so, go ahead. No. I mean, it's funny now, anytime poly prep comes up in the news, it's just horrible. Uh, like recently there was a kid, I knew him. Uh, he was two years older than me, normal kind of like stoner kid, like had friends and stuff. Recently he killed his mother and then jumped out of his window to kill himself. Beat her with like a fucking lamp. And then, yeah. yeah, yeah. This happened like this happened like three months ago. I knew the kid. I used to like play basketball with him. Did he go to college, that kid? Yeah, I think so. I don't remember where. But also his dad was like a retired like New York City judge. Like it was like a, you know, a, 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 I guess a normal family. Um, that uh, kid's doing blackface all the time. Like little Just straight up in the hallway. What do you mean doing well, blackface? There was like I, I think twice, <laughs> twice there was girls like caught doing blackface and it made the news. Caught? You know? This yeah. is like recently. Uh, yeah, I, it, within the last couple of years. Right, because yeah. like blackface back like when you no, were yeah, going yeah, to high school, was, like it was chill. Yeah. Like nobody, yeah. nobody gave a shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now it's just like everything is resurfacing. Now it's like a sombrero get you fucked, you know, <laughs> yeah, dude. But you, the student body at um, Poly Prep was pretty diverse, right? Because you guys had uh, a lot of athletes that would go on to play. Yeah, know, like basketball football even like professional athletes yeah no um there was a kid recently he was drafted by the titans in the first round oh wow um got a bunch of duis and i, I don't know if he's playing anymore but uh no there was a there was a i think like a an alumni that would just leave a blank check for like football scholarships so they could just delve out as many as possible and we always had like a a really good team some kids in there that were like 15 years old but had you know 
biceps the bigger than our quads Dude, combined. It's you know? crazy to see the size of some of these kids these yeah. days. You see that 12-year-old football player the other day with that mustache. He's like six foot three, 225 pounds. I don't know. I'll pop him up right here. Yeah. This kid literally with a fat gut. He looks like he's 25 years old with mustache. <laughs> but kids these days, man, I mean, everyone's just getting so much bigger. And that's yeah. like the, that was one of the main reasons, I think, um, my parents were potentially looking at sending me to poly prep just cause like the tennis, um, kind of environment yeah. and the sports well, the atmosphere. tennis coach there, he, um, I'm pretty sure he got caught sleeping with one of the students, <laughs> not even kidding. Like a girl. Yeah. Like a, like a sophomore or whatever. Oh my yeah, yeah. God. Yeah. Dude, yeah. Yeah. Dirty. Oh no. Anyway, I was going to say like my just, parents didn't want me to play football. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And so I only well, played during recess, bro. Yeah. <sighs> Did you play anything else besides golf? On a lighter poly prep note, Jesus. <laughs> I'm trying to think if there's anything else, but it, it really never ends. I mean, when I was there, a kid like overdosed and died. Yeah. It wasn't on the trendy fentanyl, though. No, like, no, no. He was a loser. It was like Xanax or something. It's <laughs> <laughs> horrible. Yeah, dude. Oh, man. Like, when we, went to, uh, when we went to school, how old are you, by the way, bro? 24. Eight to 10 years ago, there was just a lot less distractions now with the social media, mm -hmm. and people were, like, focused on their high school relationships. Now it just seems like kids are getting bad ideas and good ideas from social media all over the place. Yeah, man. I, I you know... I forget what clip it was I saw, but it was, you know, a bunch of like pseudo psychologists talking to each other. And uh, they were just talking about how like 20 year olds, they look up to, or not 20 year olds, like middle school kids look up to these 20 year olds on like Twitch with like all this money and fame for like Aiden Ross. Yeah. Like, yeah. Even though I, I love watching that dude, shit. I fucking love it too. I just recently started him watching and Tate. him. Dude, oh, I'm so happy you mentioned that dude. Okay. So for those of you who don't know Andrew Tate, which I'm sure you guys do know. And like, Yes, he at times says extraordinarily misogynistic things that right. I don't agree with. But he's also right about everything. But there also are moments when he is extremely articulate and can talk to um, a man or a guy, a young boy who's going through struggle or a tough time in his life, and right. he will put the fire under your butt to go work out, be the best version of yourself, focus on doing you, then the girls will come. Uh, these distractions in the current moment are not great, whatever. But he also says misogynistic things, and that's what gets him in hot water. Mm -hmm. So Andrew Tate is 36 years old. This guy, the streamer who we're talking about, Aiden Ross, is like a 22-year-old kid who has amassed, I think, millions of followers yeah. on the Twitch stream. For those of you who don't know what Twitch is, this kid will just go on, play video games, talk to his chat for eight hours a day. Right. So Tate is trying to get um, this kid, Aiden Ross, to start working out start actually like giving a shit about his life outside of like the internet or whatever. And their interactions are hilarious. Cause, cause Aiden Ross, he really plays into like, I'm this like feeble, like beta male kind of guy. And uh, I, 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 did you see the video where he like tries to do like 30 pushups? Yeah, dude, he's, like this. Yeah. he's like this and then uh and then um uh, andrew tate was like dude aiden the next time i see you, your head better be shaved yeah and then he came back on facetime and then aiden had a bald cap on yeah yeah dude their stream um when he was like in a robe when andrew tate was in a robe yeah that was so yeah. funny dude like i watch it well, at 1.25 speed and like just cannot keep my eyes off the screen dude i mean um so he had a stream with corinna cop she left to go to the bathroom and uh uh, Aiden Ross like sniffed her her chair where she was sitting <laughs> when she was gone, and then when Tate left the stream that that day, 
He also sniffed his chair. Yeah, I didn't see. I didn't see that. That's hilarious. Oh I guess I did. And then yeah, they were like arm wrestling and shit like that. Yeah. How'd you get connected with a guy like Matt McCoy? And then also uh, Omar has been on the podcast, and then Zuri yeah. as well. So we yeah, had the whole yeah. Prohibition squad. We at all one time. we all met in the same place. Um, we met at um, Eastville Comedy Club, like right when it was after the the, the first COVID summer. So like Eastville was like the only indoor place the one on atlantic avenue and yeah 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 and you know because it was all just like outdoor park open mics and Eastville was the only like place like breaking the rules and like doing that so um yeah we met at a nice uh quality laughing buddha open mic you know it was uh it was great i mean yeah i, I like i met them all kind of in the span of like a couple weeks and we kind of just i guess hit it off from there but um yeah, I'm trying to think of anything crazy. Not really. You know? <laughs> well, you guys have had some great shows. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, we just, I don't know. At, at one point, we all were like, uh, I feel like a lot of independent shows or produced shows came out during, you know, right when COVID hit and things were starting to open up, but they were taking a really long time. People yeah. kind of just took it into their own hands. So like our first show that the four of us produced together, we just like rented out a photography studio in the city from this like crazy Russian dude named Yoni and he didn't care. He was like, yeah, whatever, do whatever you want. It was just a big space. And yeah, that's, we had our, we had our first show there, but, um, I don't know. Yeah. I think we were all kind of similar in that sense. It's like, let's just go out and figure out, you know, what we got to do. And it seems like you guys don't really have like a set home space, which is like a beautiful thing about a show, you know, not really having like that place that you're always at. It's kind of like ever so changing, you know, which is dope. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, cause we were doing a weekly, um, at this, uh, this bar called factory 380. Oh, that's, that's where I first met you. I came yeah. to one of those shows. Right. 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 I think that particular show you were saying was not as great as the other shows. Yeah. It was always oh, a real, I mean, it, it was just hit and miss. <laughs> it was a, everybody in the comedy game. Knows, sure. Sure. Know? But that was a real shit show. Um, <laughs> Omar was hosting and <laughs> just making fun of people. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. So we were doing a weekly there for like a year and, uh, love those guys over there, you know, great, like bar to like have fun at comedy was kind of hit or miss, but you know, just doing that weekly, it was like, it became like a job, you know, I was like, this is it. So that's why it's good to bounce around to different venues, at least for us, like mentally, you know, it doesn't feel like we're clocking in. It's just like, eh, all right, we're bouncing around like a, like a band almost. And did you feel like there was a real difference between that bar show at factory 380 versus like some of the bigger shows that you, you'll do at Gotham or other venues yeah, like that? For sure. For sure. I mean, I think, I mean, just in general with comedy, like when people feel like they're in a, a performance venue, they're more likely to just act accordingly. Whereas like factory, I mean, there were some good shows, but you know, I, I think just bars, distractions, like next, you know, in the next room, there's a, a TV going with like a Yankees, like playoff game. It's like, how fucking attentive are you like really going to be? So, you know, um, it was good to, to, as they say, I don't know. Is, is making your bones the, the, the right word? I've, I've been hearing that a lot lately from people. Oh, that making room's, your bones? That, that, that room's really tough. really made my bones <laughs> over there. You know, it's like, it builds right. character, bro. <laughs> well, that's also, yeah, that's the, I mean, you were talking about starting the show during the pandemic. That's when everybody was freaking making their bones too, bro. Doing right. outdoor comedy. I don't know if you were doing Zoom shows. I never really got into that too I much. I didn't do, I didn't do any of that. Yeah. Um, I was doing the outdoor uh, park stuff. So yeah. what did, what did your uh, life kind of look like between 
I guess you graduating from FNM, Franklin and Marshall, as right. they say, right? And then uh, coming back to New York and then really well, COVID kind of just freaking hit. Right? Yeah, yeah. Like. Yeah, graduated. Um, it like ruined my last semester. So like we, everybody just like oh, went home. Damn. We didn't like have a graduation or anything. So it was like you came back from winter break, probably like January 2020. And then like six weeks later, more you like, got sent home. More like, yeah, well, yeah, it was back. Yeah, January came back. And then I guess COVID was like March. Yeah. Like so March, March hit. It all happened so fast. And you were graduating that May. Yeah. Yeah. That May. Yeah. So all of that just didn't happen. Um, and then came back kind of just like, you know, hung out with friends and drank all summer. Weird summer doing nothing, bumming around. And then, you know, got into stand up and stuff. But did you did you play four years of baseball at Franklin Marshall? Golf. Excuse me, golf. I quit my junior year. That's like me too, bro. I beef with my That's coach. Kinda, you beef with your coach? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What oh man, um, it was one of those things where a few kids got in trouble. Um, he was kicking off two kids that I really liked for what, like drinking? Yeah, stuff? yeah, nothing crazy. And then there was another kid who had like been, had a history of getting in trouble, but was also in trouble with them. Was a really good player. And our coach uh, was going to kick him. was going to kick the other two off, but not them. Um, wait, wait, what did what did they do? I I don't remember. It was dumb college shit. Like oh, you know, underage drinking, and then like noise complaint on top of that. You know, like I, the twenty four hour rule or the forty eight sure, hour yeah, rule. Yeah, yeah, stuff, like, stuff that. like that. You don't drink forty eight hours before a match. <laughs> sure, every college coach coach right. I, that. I never broke that. Yeah, of good course dude. not. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so there was just that, and then I was sticking up for him, and then he was an old guy, short fuse. Then he just started go off going off on me, and I actually like. You know, I would do stuff like that, but I was good at hiding it. So I, I never got in trouble. And he was coming at me and I was just like, you're making this really personal right now. And then before you know it, we're in a team meeting and we're screaming curses at each other. And, uh, and you and him are like the team and him. No, no, me and him in wow. front of the team. Yeah. And uh, it was one of those things where. What was the kind of shit that you were saying, though? You're like, you don't even know how to fucking coach. Think you can lead <laughs> this group of men? I was like, you old you cunt, ain't shit. shut up. No. <laughs> uh, it was. Uh, no, I was just like, I've never, you know, missed a fucking practice, uh -huh. like all this stuff. And I don't know. It was. Um, I don't really have anything personal to say against him. Um, but. Yeah, it was just, he was snapping and I was snapping and then I quit for a year or a semester or two and then he was like, I'm sorry, you want to come back? And I was like, yeah, I got to make my parents proud or <laughs> some shit. So um, I was also, uh, uh, this is not a brag at all. It's embarrassing at this point, but I was in a fraternity. I was the president of my fraternity. We got kicked off for hazing oh, while shit. I was the president and I was worried it was going to like get kicked out of school. Did that get you in trouble with the law, by the way? They like threatened that, but thankfully, like nobody got hurt or anything. So, so it was just like drinking stuff. Yeah. Well, actually, not really. It's more just like, like not gay either, but like <laughs> when I say physical, like not, not like paddling or anything like that. It was physical, like, like push ups, like flicking his nips. Stretch oh, ups. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, maybe a little bit of that. Dude, so I knew a kid who was on the tennis team at, this is crazy. I won't mention his name, but he was at the, he was on the tennis team at Cornell. Okay. And uh, he was also in a frat and it was like reverse hazing night. So he was a sophomore and they were hazing the, the excuse me, he was a freshman and they were hazing the sophomores okay. and they ended up like tying a kid to the tree, like four kids and just kept feeding him alcohol, feeding him mm. alcohol and he died. 
Oh, dude. so he ended up going to Michigan. That's this no is a good. kid who was he was very dope at tennis. It was like a high right. recruit to Cornell. I used to play tennis with this kid all the time. Yeah, yeah. And then just had a crazy hazing situation story oh, like that. Man. Brutal hazing is nuts, and like it, it just really seems like it's not slowing down at all. Like obviously, like when you get to campus, and I'm sure yeah. there are all these meetings with the frats, and they, it doesn't doesn't really happen with sororities, right? That type. No, because they don't they don't host parties. Yeah, so they just like drink all of our. You know? Well, what do you what do you mean? Like, why would hosting parties have anything to do with it? Is that typically when like the camaraderie and the rah rah begins around? Oh, the new oh okay. I guess I, I like I thought you more meant like crazy drinking. I guess like hazing. No, yeah, because they're not like, girls. Like, don't really get off on that stuff. Like, like guys do. I, you know, like I the the honestly, girl hazing stories are actually way funnier than what guy hazing story. Like, I hear like uh, naked on a on a like a laundry machine that's like on and vibrating. And then with a Sharpie, they'll like circle all, all your like jiggling like fat anywhere where you have like a layer of fat. They like circle it with a Sharpie. <laughs> oh, that's fucking it's, evil. It's hilarious. It's pretty funny. Though. It's so funny. Oh, man. I think it's but also like, like the guys and like the alpha type. Like, well, sure. I could drink more than you. Keep drinking. Right, right. On. It's, yeah, it's so, I, like, that stuff's so stupid. Well, so what happened with the hazing situation? The kid just like woke up hungover or did he have to go to the hospital? No, 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 no. They, all right. So, like, I think they saw something on a camera outside of our house. Someone doing something stupid. What, like another house close by had like a CCTV or something? I think, because uh, we were like pretty on camp. Yeah, so like, I guess it was like a public safety camera. So they were checking it for something else that happened. And then they saw like some kid doing something. They're like, what the the fuck is this so like they he looked like, oh, into no, it all fours walking yeah, I, I, <laughs> think, walk. <laughs> I think it was something where he like sprayed ketchup and mustard and like condiments all over himself and then like ran into our house not something we told him to do i think it was just something that he i don't know uh, yeah it's too long of a story to get into but so that happened they i guess you know we're looking at, into some other stuff and then one day i was out at dinner i'm getting calls i'm at this place called moe's is that like the fancy place on campus? No, no, no. Moe's, it's like a, it's like a kind of Chipotle type. Like, oh, bro, chain. we had Moe's at UConn. Okay, yeah, Welcome yeah, yeah. to Moe's. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. burritos and shit. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know why they don't have, I think some of them like closed down in the city because they used to have like a good amount of them. Like, I yeah. First Avenue. I feel like now Ramsey it's like Park. Dos Toros has like replaced yeah, them. Yeah, 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 yeah. But um, yeah, I was there. I was getting a crunch wrap. And people were, oh, dude. <laughs> They had, oh, they had big crunch wraps. Fatty freaking crunch wraps, like yeah. full saucers. Yeah. Like freaking like. Oh, so good. So good. So I'm ordering that. <laughs> I'm getting, getting all these calls. I'm like, ah, fuck off. Leave me alone. Cause like, it's always something, right? Like when you're, cause as, as like president of a fraternity, everybody thinks you're just the biggest douche, right? But, right. but you're who, more just like the dad. Like so you're taking you, care of everything. Who are you dealing with the most on like a day to day basis? Just like other frat members, like in the group chat or like people who are funding your frat? What does that look like? All that, man. I mean, like old alumni who like are like hey why'd you you know why is this part of the house like broken <laughs> it's well, like do they have people like come by like once yeah a week? yeah there's there was one person who would like kind of oversee the thing like guy that lived in the area so um you know dealing with that dealing with the school and then just dealing with kids like oh why is you know i don't know when something just anytime anything went wrong it was like all on on me so um i'm getting all these calls they're like uh, hey, you got to get back here. I'm like, why? And they're telling me that like public safety and this guy who like oversees the fraternities like as a part of the school, they're banging on the front door demanding to be let in saying they have like, it was this guy who like watched too much law and order. 
So he like thought he was like really breaking down on some crime. So he had this like fake paper in his hand, like acting like it was a warrant. Um, this is like a, a previous frat member or previous like no 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 like he like what his title at the school was like director of fraternity and sorority life so really just like just making sure like nobody was dying and yeah, like yeah, just sure. being like a huge narc okay. but um yeah so he like came to the door with like two public safety officers were like you, you need to like let us in we have a cease and desist order or something and uh the, you know I, they shouldn't have let him in but like you're nervous you're this a kid fucking happened to me too yeah so they they let him in they busted down and they they like you know um they were pledges in the house not doing anything crazy but you know they like we had to do this thing where we'd have, we'd have to wear like uniforms right so we'd all have to wear like a blue polo and like khakis like they, every it was like a uniform thing it was kind of like military type like stuff. finance type yeah vests. right right um and so you know they found that some other stuff they all brought them in for questioning and they grilled these kids for like three hours and how many kids i think it was like seven of where them? did they bring them though like some office, like, like not in the, the police fucking office. No, right? no, not the police but office. This just seems like such a, a but big they just, scam in terms of like the whole police thing. This sounds like something officers are doing right now. Yeah, no, 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 no. They were, no, they were it, like I said, the guy watched too much Law and Order. He thought he was <laughs> yeah. fucking Christopher Maloney, um, you know, from SVU. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, questions all these kids. One of them like really flipped, and then I think. Once they come in, old cop trick, like, hey, he ratted on all you guys. Like, you better get ahead on this. I think some of them tried to be like, yeah, they hazed us, but like, we were totally okay with it, which doesn't matter at all. Like, it's still like criminal. If you, if you mentioned hazing, which right, is, which right, right. It still happened. You know, it's like, uh, yeah. So uh, that happened. Um, I'm sitting there on a couch. I get back while they're like searching the house and rummaging through stuff. And the public safety officers like sit on the couch. And I'm just sitting there and I have this Moe's that I, I, I brought back. And I was like, fuck, if I'm, if I'm going to prison for the night, like I got to have a full stomach. So I asked the officer, I'm like, hey, I got that Moe's. Like I, I left it in my room. Can I go get it? He's like, yeah, sure. So I'm trying to nervously eat this Moe's and like look calm and not guilty, but I can't like put it down. You know, I'm like, oh God, what's, <laughs> what's going to happen? Um, so yeah, that was, uh, that was interesting. And then like the whole semester, they were just doing an investigation and like, I was want, worried like I was going to get like kicked out of school. But when they came, everything, everything they, worked out. Yeah, but when they came into the house, were they threatening to take anyone to jail or something like that? No, no. They were just like, after they left, they told, they had all the kids, like all the pledges, like walk with them to the office where they were going to get grilled. Um, and then they told me and, and the, the pledge master, um, they were like, hey, we're going to conduct an investigation. Like you're not allowed to talk to them. The, the, the pledges. Um, Damn, so they took this pretty seriously. Oh, they took it real and seriously. And I think this is how, like, a lot of colleges are now saying that they will respond to yeah, situations Yeah, like yeah, this. yeah. And they always, like, you know, threaten the criminal element, which scares everybody. But, right, like, right, right. I kind of knew that wasn't going to be the case. Sure. My biggest fear was just getting, like, kicked out of school. And I would think that that, you know, like, on top of the criminal element, like, somebody who's even, like, somebody who's on scholarship and they're going right. to get their scholarship taken away or maybe their parents paid and they're going to have $50,000 just sure. taken out of their sure. parents' pocket and not even going yeah. to that last year of school. So uh, while you're getting adjusted here, the, I was talking about the situation where cops actually came to my dorm room. My roommate and I were smoking out of, like, sure. a vape and they put, um, they put, like, a big pink sign or something through the hole so we couldn't see. They were like, oh, like, campus security like let us in and just right. cause, yeah because i was scared or whatever we'd let them in and then sure, looking sure. back on it that's the last thing you do you yes. never let anybody into your apartment or house right you fucking you don't but, say shit 
Think about, doesn't matter who they are. Think about all those like cop shows we watched as kids, yeah. right? Where it's like, do you have a warrant? Like, no, get the fuck out of here. Wait, but also, did they find like weed or underage like uh, open alcohol that got you in trouble? They, like when they were rubbing through everything. They probably sure. fa- they probably found some booze, but like majority of the kids that lived in the house <sighs> were, over, were 21. over 21. But no, you didn't find it. There was no weed, no cocaine. No, uh, thank God. Thank God. That's crazy. How many dudes lived in the house? And there was uh, no seven, 17. <laughs> what? And yeah. not one had weed? Um, or maybe I mean not that they found. I think maybe, like one kid wasn't like, oh my god, because I, can't I think while the all the commotion was happening, where the kid just smoked it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just smoked all of it. Or it's like good fellas, like super they, troopers. They flush it down the toilet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that was you all the money we had. Flush them down the toilet, Karen. <laughs> You're gonna ruin me. Oh man. Um. Yeah, and then the, I think there were a couple doors they couldn't get open. So like if if, if like like oh, kids rooms right, 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 right. so if there was they were like really they were a step away from like kicking doors down so like if it needed if it was locked but it like was like a bad lock and all you needed was like a, a hard pull and a nudge they would open it which seems to but be if a it was lot a, of doors like that at yeah frat houses. sure yeah yeah i mean like doors would get broken someone was like you know a, a kid who knew how to use a fucking Fresh hammer yeah, yeah right right <laughs> sure so um yeah thankfully no they didn't find any drugs but we had to like cop to everything so you know i had to i had to say yeah i would be like yeah there were times where we had like cocaine in the house and stuff like that why did you say that um it was one of those things where are like the like the old old alumni of a fraternity that were like still involved they were like hey we don't want anybody to like get kicked out of school just like cooperate and like they'll they'll take it easy on so you. they would like ask you questions has there ever been cocaine down in the house yeah i was like testifying just, before like, congress simple fucking yeah. questions because if they ask 16 other kids like no way all of them are gonna lie right like, no there's never been you know like sure. chances are probably one of them sure Crack. sure That's yeah like young thug and gunna right now man i don't know how much you're following that case no no yeah I'm bro not. gunna just like ratted on young thug and uh, okay so, like now six nine is coming back into the picture he's like yo gunna was boys with young thug he's the real rat <laughs> So I don't know, but uh, no, no, yeah, no. I, hey, another, crazy. another, uh, another person ratting is, uh, you know, the FTX stuff. Sam Bankman-Fried, yeah. His his wife is she pleaded guilty and now she's cooperating and is going to testify well, against girlfriend, him. Right? His girl, girlfriend, yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah, she's yeah. going to testify. Against I know. Him. I mean, bro, I, she would probably go to jail for the rest of her life if she didn't. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, it's it's such a slippery slope like that. She's Ooh. not hot. Oh. <laughs> I know, and he figured, like, he, I mean, bro, he was, I don't know who he was sleeping with down there. Imagine her, and then, like, it was probably weird. Well, weird I heard, I heard, fucking situation. I heard, like, orgies, like, they were yeah, all, dude, they were like, all banging they, each there other. were, like, ten of them in the yeah, house, in yeah. the suite. Crazy situation, man. You ever get, you get into crypto at all? No, recently? not at all. Yeah, bro, I bought some Bitcoin back at, like, 50k. How'd you no, do? No, I mean, <laughs> I'm not doing so well okay, now. Okay, down right. like cool eighty percent. And okay, it's funny, nice. like last year at this time, I was talking about crypto. I was like, "You guys gotta watch the numbers." <laughs> and I'm like, "I hope nobody took that advice." Yeah, but I believe in it long term, bro. I think that like, well, ultimately, I'm, with like this fucking paper cash, sure. everything's going the, digital. The Trump so as well. uh, trading cards; those are gonna be huge. Yeah, right? we'll see, dude. We'll see, <laughs> freaking dude, Donnie T. I watched some uh, QAnon thing right before you came over. Oh yeah, which it's just like about reptilian shit. There, there's this kid that's coming out with something on HBO Max, December thirtieth. Oh, okay, um, what did you get so excited? Well, for? so there was a, I guess there was a QAnon documentary that like a lot of people saw that came out maybe within the last year. And anytime I was like, hey, I just saw this QAnon documentary, people were like, oh yeah, I know the one that was on you know HBO or whatever. And I go, no, I like watched 
like a documentary produced by QAnon. Oh, no way. Yeah, yeah. Where'd you find that? So so I saw this video on TikTok and then it just leads you somewhere. To the dark web. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was like, uh, it was about like pedophiles in Hollywood. So I was like, like the tunnels, right? And stuff like that to Epstein Island. I, I A little bit of that. And just like, yeah, like, you know, Tom Hanks is dead now. Michelle Obama's man. Like this person's a pedophile. Like it was all these crazy, crazy conspiracy yeah. theories. Did any of them have any merit? You know, not actually, but like when you watch the documentary, you start to just, you kind of start to buy the shit, you know, you start to get into it a little bit and then you kind of have to like, you have to like slap yourself and wake up and be like that, that there's just too much, there's too many loose ends there and stuff where like they're sort they're, they're, they're citing something like citing a source and it probably doesn't exist. Yeah. So in this uh, documentary, it's called it's end of the month, uh, December, HBO Max It's called like this place is amazing, I believe. So this kid, he starts out watching like a three minute preview. He's interviewing these like eight year old kids whose parents are huge QAnon believers. And this kid's just spewing facts. He's like, well, when uh, the reptilian pedophiles like right. Bill Clinton and yeah. Fr- and uh, Obama like started to eat the children, right, you know, like, right. just crazy things like yeah. this. That like, if they were true, I don't know. We haven't been paying close enough attention to you. And yeah, I. yeah. <laughs> I, well, okay. So uh, like, I do believe they were like, like the Epstein stuff. When you think about them using him as a tool to um, put famous, powerful people in like compromising situations to then kind of have blackmail over them to then use that power because they have influence yeah. to get them to do what they want. So how do you think it initially worked? Like Epstein is this billionaire guy who's connected. Oh, why don't you come down to this billionaire well, guy's I, island? I think his, I think uh, Ghislaine, 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 Ghislaine. I think Ghislaine Maxwell. I think I hear that she was actually connected to other powerful people that empowered Epstein. Like he, Epstein was, under her really and then they kind of shaped it as he was the top guy it's all over now like don't worry about it when in reality it's like you know she was the one because her dad was a huge um newspaper magnet guy yep. in um england he right. was about to her sister's huge and something he was about so. to buy the new york post instead of rupert murdoch in like the 80s or something like that so like this is a point in time where that yeah. family was extremely successful and i think that like well like you were saying putting uh people who are in big positions in compromising places. I think a situation like typically would be like, oh yeah, well this guy Epstein has a great island come down. Right. They're hot girls. They're like, oh wow, I'm surrounded by 25 hot girls. Yeah. Little do I know all these girls are underage. Sure. <laughs> yeah. And little do I know maybe there's cameras all over the place. Right. So it's like definitely, right. yeah, putting them in a, yeah. in a position where yes, you're on the private jet log. Yes. Uh, multiple I, times. I so. believe like I, I, you know, I can't say a hundred percent believe in like, but like I, I have a fairly strong belief like in that like part of the conspiracy, like that stuff going on. And there's probably a ton of people that we see as good, you know, famous celebrities that probably were caught up in that to some degree, whether they enjoyed it or not. You know, that's that's one thing. But or like, whether they came out innocent enough, but like they can't even tell people. Sure. Like they yeah, took the plane they, down there. And yeah. Like they already look guilty. Right. Right. So I, 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 I do believe in that. But then once you start getting into like Michelle Obama's man, uh, Obama's there was they, they believe that Obama's like Indonesian instead of black like just just wild stuff. That's are they, where are they openly, openly racist in that uh, QAnon documentary? Um, they don't know, not really. They don't really they don't like really get into um 
I don't think they like Jews, uh-huh. but they don't really get into like anti, you know, people of color stuff like that. It's more just like about power structures and all that. But it was funny. I, I like got into it. I didn't know it was them. Right. And then 10 minutes in, you didn't know it was uh, produced by them. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know it was produced by QAnon. And then they hit me with like the, what if we told you Bill Gates is a woman? And I go, this this seems pretty cute like, out of here. I'm listening. Yeah. <laughs> two, two minutes later, I said you you followed this journalist, uh, Coffeezilla. Ever hear um, this guy on YouTube? No. Puts together a ton of journalism stories. He's in the middle of exposing Logan Paul's crypto scam. Okay. It's like a three part crypto scam. He was talking about um, Bill Gates's connection with Epstein Island. Just gotcha. how crazy it is, and like his journalism is amazing. Anyone who wants to see like documentary that has a lot of facts straight to the point check them out coffeezilla yeah uh but just in general man once you start digging through the powerful people man sometimes you're not gonna like what you find when you when you no. dig it up dude no i mean yeah it's 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 the money thing man i i think about you know i wouldn't be um going to you know private islands with 16 year olds if i had a lot of money but but dude, I would be. I, would, thing, I might like, be a nightmare, man, if I have a lot of money. But bro, that's the thing. Like at that particular time, it, it would seem unexpected. If like one of your boys is like, "Yo, this guy Epstein has a sick island. He's gonna fire up the jet. Hot right. chicks. We're going." If that's all you knew, like yeah, verbatim. Like if if that's all I knew, like this guy um, Epstein manages billions of dollars. This woman who I know, whose father's a uh, paper magnet. Right. They're hot chicks on this island. He's gonna fly me down. Like I'm going. Yeah, as yeah. Cra- if, as, if like, it's looking that, back on it now, if it's that innocent, sure. But don't you think you that's believe, how it was? Yes, I do. You believe I, it, I was, think it was. I for, think for, for a good amount of people, yes, that went okay. down there. 100%. No, 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 for sure. Like the Oprahs, the Jim Carries. Okay. Well, all right. That to me seems innocent. So I think like when you see like Chrissy Teigen on there, you know, like a no oh, name. on there. She's on. Yeah, she's on the flight log. So she always gets trolled whenever she goes on like lo- on like Instagram Live or yeah, stuff. She's had like a bad couple of years. Yeah, right? yeah. So she's it's like bitched. Yeah, yeah. So everybody just trolls her with that. So it's like I think her. She probably a girl like that probably had no fucking idea. You know, she's sure. like not important. Did she enough. go with her husband? But I think John like Len- legend though. I don't. He. I think he might have been on there too. Okay. What were you but gonna say? I think. I think the important people. I think just through like because they have such they have so much knowledge and like insider info on this kind of kind of a thing. I think some of them probably knew what was going on. Well, like Rogan was talking about how some guy told him like even 10 years before the first time he was like brought to trial in like 2008, like right before he spent a year and a half that he had heard about this type, yeah. type of place. I don't know whether it was like, yes, there are underage girls there doing bad things, but like he knew that like there was this um island that people didn't know much about a lot of sure. celebrities went a yeah lot of beautiful females hung out there yeah man it's crazy especially I mean, seeing trump there dude yeah yeah there's that and then also like the the fact that like allegedly there's these underground tunnels on the island yes and so we, what was QAnon talking about with that Oh, it was too much. It was really too much for me to like remember. Cause like it went there, from LA to the island. I think right, something like that. right. No, it's like the Denver airport and stuff. Have you heard the conspiracy theories about the Denver airport? All right, look look into that. No, it's, no, no. Let's tell, tell, give us so, a little bit. So apparently, the 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 Denver airport it came in like like I'm pretty sure hundreds of millions of dollars over budget, and apparently they built like these huge underground tunnels in the denver airport that that go to, to, to all sorts of places that we just you know don't know about or, or, or it's like it hasn't been explored um there's also some weird satanic stuff there like there's this big uh 
statue. I forget the animal, uh, but it's an it's an animal with horns. And the guy building the statue, the artist building the statue, while he was building it, died because one of the horns fell off and impaled him. Um, but then they finished the statue, and apparently it has these like red eyes. It's just a very creepy thing. Do we have a picture of it? Uh, it's got to be online. Pop sure. it up. Yeah, it yeah, it'll it pop called? up. Uh, it, well, it's the Denver International Airport. Devil, I think just, right? just look up statue. Yeah, right, here it is. Yeah. Oh, fuck. So when this guy was building it, one of his horns just fell off and impaled him. Yep. This, and this is a conspiracy theory, right? Uh, well, I think the impale thing is, is confirmed. That did happen. But, so, but he was making the, a devil? The huge underground... No, he was making an animal, but like it has these like red eyes. Like It's, it's, a, it's a very creepy sight. Once you pull it up, everybody will see. Yeah, like, I don't understand the satanic shit, man. Yeah. It's just scary on all fronts. Like, Why do people even fuck with that? I mean, I mean, look at the Balenciaga stuff, you know? It, yeah, what the hell? I don't just, get it. Yeah, yeah, man. Is I, it like trying to be trendy and like weird and cool and like a darker, smaller circle? I just don't understand stuff like that. I don't either. Um, it's just... Uh, and it makes these conspiracy shit, theories I know, like man. seem more real. But it's it's horrible because this is what happened. It's like I'm scrolling t- TikTok. These conspiracy theories are all just flooding me. Is playing. Yeah, the Cal... Okay. The scary music. The, that one. And there's also a big uh, uh, California Dreamin' plays. I, I can't sing, so it's like California. I uh, know I, I don't. I can't do it. It's not going to do such a winner's day. That one? No, because that's, like, that's like a happy song. Okay, no, it's that's a little more. About some of those like uh, it's a little more psychedelic uh, instrumentals. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, that stuff it just floods my feed right before I go to sleep, and it's keeping me up. <laughs> and here's the problem with these conspiracy theories: is like you start to get into it, right? And you're like, oh my god, everyone's a pedophile. This world is is messed up. And then I need to let everybody, I need to drop everything I'm doing and let everybody know about this. And then you, then you like take a deep breath. You go, eh, who really gives a shit? Like, what, what am I going to do? <laughs> so you're just like, ah, it's, it's, it's fine. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Damn. I, I all right, get, so, so on a, on a lighter note. Yeah, yeah. No, we, we started off, uh, dark. We've been all over the place, bro. Yeah. Let's yeah. talk about your experience in New York and you're going to be here for the rest of your life, bro. Are you doing any traveling for comedy at all? Uh, I've been on, I've been on the road a decent amount. I mean, like Matt and I were in San Francisco and LA in the spring this year. Um, I was in DC a couple weekends ago. Um, it is, it's good to, good to get on the road. I I hear people who like, you know, are headlining a lot, but like headlining B clubs, like the, the, the not so great clubs. I hear it gets like really lonely and kind of sucks. Uh, but for me, it's still like a novelty at this point. So like anytime I'm on the road, I'm like, oh, this is fun. This is a blast. Well, I think in general, once you are able to start maybe like bringing your friends on the road or maybe bringing like a companion, that's always when it gets fun. But yeah, right. like you're saying, like when you're doing the B clubs and stuff, sometimes it just not, is not in the budget to bring right. somebody for like an extra two yeah. bucks or whatever. It no, is. no, for sure. For sure. So um, no, man, the road's been fun. Uh, it's, in terms of me just being in New York forever. Like I fantasize about like moving out to the country and, yeah, and like living that lifestyle, or some stuff. Yeah, sure, but I like I'm not cut out for that at all. Your like, family's still in Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. They're over. Yeah, um, but yeah. So I fantasize about getting out all the time, but I know like I'm 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 meant to be here, and like it's the only place I could really be. So um, yeah, I, I'll, I'll probably be here. I, I would think so, um, but who knows 
How about you? Uh, dude, for sure. I mean, anytime that I'm out of the city for more than four nights, I'm like, God, get me back. It doesn't so, even matter wait, where, where are you I'm from? At, are you so, from here? I was born in New Brunswick, New Jersey, spent six weeks out in Princeton, New Jersey, and then both my parents got jobs here in Manhattan. Okay. Went to Yukon for four years, and then I've, but I've been here ever since. Right, up, right. You had, to, city, man. you had to get out of Jersey. It, Sopranos comes out. <laughs> every, it's just everyone's personality <laughs> over there. Dude, and it's, yeah, so my mom worked uh do you remember that company, Bubblicious, the gum? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so sure. my mom worked for Bubblicious at like okay. advertising, which was in the lipstick building, which is the same building as Bernie Madoff's big Ponzi scheme. Oh, nice. That, that's why that building is very famous. Like 53rd and Lex. People don't know that, I don't think, but the lipstick building, very mm. famous building. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, bro, I've been here ever since. Uh, worked at my dad's company for a number of years and then just started doing this full time, you know, within the sure. last few years, bro. Yeah, man. And we're, yeah. we're enjoying it, dude. Your, your show's at a new venue now, right? Yeah. So we do like, I mean, we're doing it at the, the stand this Saturday. Sure. Which we got to get you on a show. Yeah. Um, and then it seems like we're going to start to do a monthly, maybe every other week at uh, Moxie Hotel on the Lower East Side. Hell yeah, Just dude. dope. They're great. Um, but yeah, just in general, putting on shows wherever. Because I think like any place is just yearning for comedy, even if they don't know it. Like a quiet right. uh, Thursday night at a bar. I, bar owners just need to give a comic sure. whatever a hundred bucks I, and hey man. <laughs> they'll throw a show the bar will make a thousand dollars it's I know, a no I feel, brainer bro I feel that like it, I find myself like you know you know ever since I started producing shows any bar I go to I'm I'm always like, ah, how would how would a, how would a show work out yeah, here? I'm bro. like scouting that's out the uh, logistics and that's, stuff. That's like how it happened with the Moxie Hotel. I yeah. walked by in Chelsea. I was like, I walked into the hotel. I was like, yeah, do they do any shows here? Right. They definitely do some events. Yeah. So I reach out to the event coordinator. She's like, we're opening this hotel Lower East Side. Right. It's like, well, you guys want to do a comedy show there? Any hotel operators, any bar operators who are looking to make significantly more more money on any given night i'd say it's, yeah it's it's a comedy show and comedy's getting super hot man yeah man. hotter than it ever has been in my yeah. opinion so many comics you know i, I mean i just hear stories so of like many, bro. how few there were in like the 90s or whatever now it's just like yeah too many and it feels well it also feels like i think I, I do feel like a good camaraderie around the comics too like you know you go to a place like the stand You'll see 20 comics that you know. Sure. All super friendly. And then that's yeah. also like how, you know, I connect with people here on the couch like you. Right. And we'll do the comedy show, something like that. But yeah, I, think, I think in general, it's been it's been a, a fun ride. How about you? Have you been having a good time? Yeah, man. I mean, it's always course, it's always course. always ups and downs, you know. But uh, I, I like I wake up uh, like I guess there's been some weeks where, you know, I'm, let's say I've been sick or it's a slow week with spots or whatever and nothing's really going on. And I just live like a kind of a normal life. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck am I, what would I do if I wasn't doing this? So, um, I think, uh, yeah, I mean, for that reason alone, as it being like a reason to get out of bed in the morning is, 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 love is that, good. bro. You got to yeah. freaking love what you're doing. Rolling out of bed for sure, man. Dude, for for sure. so many freaking years I would roll out of bed and I'd be, or not even freaking get out of bed, dude. I'd roll to the other side of the bed and be like, fuck, I don't want to deal with this coworker today. Right. It's just if so nonsensical oh. like yeah obviously i was working you know in my dad's company so it made sense for me to care about it theoretically yeah. 15 years down the line it would be my company but like why did i give so much right. of a shit yeah something that wasn't even mine <laughs> hate to like tell the employees out there but like if you freaking get fired you'll be replaced tomorrow sure sure no the ownership so thing like that the ownership it's, thing is the biggest huge. thing it's yeah. huge yeah um when's the next prohibition show uh this upcoming Thursday, December 29th, December 29th, and then January 5th at the comedy shop. Yep. 
So uh, when when's your when's your next? Did, one? We have one this Saturday. As you guys are listening to this, it is freaking Monday. So we had it on Saturday, bro. I hope it went well. Christmas Eve, yeah, everybody man. just had an amazing Christmas. Oh, that's that's that's, that's gonna be fun. Where are you celebrating Christmas? Uh, just small with my family in Brooklyn. Yeah, nothing nothing crazy. Right. Yeah, nice man. So Kevin, before we get out of here, sure. bro, we're gonna pop up your Instagram. Uh, shout right, it out man. so we can follow you and uh, stay up to date, bro. Yeah, absolutely. What's your Instagram? Oh, oh, I'm plugging it right now. I thought it was just. <laughs> popping up for the people who me. can't see <laughs> you can follow me at kevin mcgloin uh it's last name's mcg l-o-i-n i got two n's on my instagram handle because some fucking kid in ireland has my has my real we one, might but. have to buy that back from him at one yeah point. yeah we might we might it might take a just a little bit of guinness but um yeah <laughs> kevin thanks so much for coming on the podcast thanks, guys bro. thanks so much for tuning in and we'll see you next time peace